Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's your favorite vegetable? Yeah, that's the question. 651-641-1071. What is your favorite vegetable? This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley, trainer. Hi. Why are we asking people about their favorite uh, uh, vegetables? Research says, you guys, that vegetables are really so hot right now. It's true. And in fact, they ranked sexy vegetables. So I was like, well, here's what I want to do. I want to figure out what people think is their sexiest vegetable. So if you had to pick your sexiest vegetable, Mm. I would imagine that would be like a vegetable that um, you find sexy in a like, I want to put it in my mouth kind of way. Oh, kind of like army hammer. Sorry. What? You know, like how Army no, Hammer likes to put sexy things. You're not going to eat people. Okay. You're going to eat vegetables. So, which yeah. vegetable would you want to get all up in your mouth? In your mouth. Yeah. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What is your favorite vegetable? Jack is on the phone. Ooh, oh, Jack! All right. Hi, Jack. Let's get right to it. Jack, what is your favorite veggie? There's one vegetable I eat every day. I'm in love with it. It's beets. You can boil the greens or you can, I, I like pickled beets. I drink beet juice. It's very good for me and I, I love it. I oh like beets. I'm with Captain you. Captain beets. I like beets too. Thanks, Jack, for your call. Beets are, you know, I, I've grown, beets have grown on me. Because some, did you, I feel like you used to think beets tasted like well, they, dirt. Well, they, yes, they do have a dirt quality sometimes if they're not prepared well. Mm-hmm. Um, or some people are just hypersensitive to that earthy. Mm-hmm. Quality, but a good beet. But mm-hmm. I love boiled beets. Like he said, beet greens are really good. Mm-hmm. You gotta be real careful though. Uh, you don't want to overdo the beets. No, because then you'll end up like my grandma you'll calling nine one one. Exactly. Well, she thought. Yeah. She had a bleeding experience, I'm sure. and my aunt was like, "Didn't you just eat a whole thing of beets?" Yeah. She was like, "Oh, right? yeah." So you got to be careful. You're right. Okay, so beets, beets, six beets by one. By Jack. 651-641-1071. What's your favorite vegetable? Mary. Hello, Mary. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm giggling because my daughter had the same issue with uh, the fire hot Cheetos. Oh, wow. Yeah. You got to be careful when you put something red in because something red might come out. I'm just saying. Yeah. So here you go. Zucchini. Ooh. So you love zucchini. What's your favorite way to eat it? Well, I love it in my spaghetti sauce, mm. but also um, zucchini fries with some Parmesan. Ooh, that sounds yummy. 
And you grill it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you can, you know, eat it raw and veggie dip. It's great. All right. Raw zucchini. That's one I haven't tried. Thanks yeah. for your call. Thanks, Mary. Yeah. Um, okay. Bye. 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 I um my only concern with brock or broccoli uh zucchini uh or as I like to call it in our house zucchini uh is that, that occasionally sense. it gets moist. Well, it, yes, it can it can have a wet problem. grilled would be a good idea mm-hmm. but like boiledy or sauteed mm-hmm. it can kind of get moist. Even when you like yeah, even if you under roast it, it can be kind of mm, wet. Mm. Uh, six five one six four one one zero seven one. What is your favorite vegetable, Vegetables. Bradley? What is your favorite vegetable? I think cauliflower. It's safe to say mm, that's very that's very um now. Like cauliflower is having its moment. Yeah. Well, I actually feel like cauliflower maybe was like five years ago when Oprah was. Remember when she was like high on the the cauliflower? Yeah. Um. But I've stuck around. I really do continue to enjoy cauliflower on a regular basis. How do you basis. like to prepare it? Well, my favorite, thanks for asking, is really just a very simple preparation of oven roasting. Mm, mm-hmm. And you just toss that in some olive oil, salt, and pepper. Yes. Let that get nice and crispy. You know what I like to do? What do you like to uh, do? Pretty much the same, but this all has to do with how I cut it. Mm. I like to cut it like steaks. So it's oh. like a big, you know what I mean? Like a cross yeah. section of it and make like a big chunk. Yeah. And then do the olive oil, salt and pepper and it's then nice, roast nice. that sucker. And you feel like you're having a substantial oh, for sure. thing. Yeah. Right? It's kind of good. What's your favorite vegetable? I'm, I'm going to, you're going to, maybe uh, I'm a little Popeye in this experience. Spinach? I love spinach. I love spinach. Spinach. I feel like it's very versatile. I do enjoy spinach. You I would say it's a close. Second? It's in the first five. Yeah. Top five. For okay. Sure. What else is in your top five? I like broccoli. I like to roast I, the broccoli. I've got. I do like roasted broccoli, but I but I kind of just am. I've eaten a lot of broccoli in my life, so I would probably throw onions in there because I will tell you oh, we go onions. through. I eat an onion a day probably. I live for onions. Like onions. You know what else I love? What. And tell me you don't agree. What? Cabbage. Oh, I do love cabbage. And you know, when you talk about slicing it like a steak. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do that with a cabbage. Yes. Put some uh, mm. sea salt, some uh, oil. Yeah. Oh, I can't I have no words. I'm so excited. I know. You're so excited about that cabbage. And then it, it roasts. But then on the inside, it's like kind of like moist and like tender it's so good but then the outside is crisp you want it to be really crispy it's so good can i tell you what some trash veggies are oh yeah tell me what your favorite trash or your least favorite vegetable is corn <gasps> corn is pointless. you are you are stoned mm-hmm. no, no 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 you have not had real corn yes i have no. i just don't like it it's trash no. why do i want to eat I'm something make that you... comes out of me the same way it went in i'm okay suspicious. that's cheap that's I'm cheap suspicious. have you ever eaten a mushroom I love mushrooms. Yeah, they come out of you too. Um, I'm gonna make you my my uh, famous. <laughs> by famous, famous, I mean everybody knows about it. Uh, we eat it at my house. Um, <laughs> fried corn. I mean, I like the first word. Yeah, bacon, onions, garlic, corn. Okay, so I'm gonna say something, and you're not gonna like it. I don't care. I like bacon. I'm not saying I don't like bacon. Yeah. But if you gotta dress up your veggies with bacon, then the veggies a problem. Oh, you're stoned. You're drunk. <laughs> who who else we got on the phone, Rob? Uh, we got Jill. Hi, Jill. Jill, what are your feelings about corn? Just kidding. <laughs> no, tell us what your favorite veggie is. Well, I love zucchini, 
and I have a tip for how to keep it from getting mushy. Okay. My Italian grandmother taught me that you take, you slice it and you leave it out, out what's on the counter. I put it on paper towel. Oh, sure. It dry before you start cooking it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a... yeah, and it's amazing how wet the paper towel will get. Yeah. I like that. Yes. That's Thank a great you, idea. Jill. Thank you so that much, Joe. That is Joe. super helpful. You know, that works. I do that occasionally with potatoes. You'll put a little salt on them, mm. put them in a colander. Mm. Let them just dry uh, out a little Cucumbers, too. Yeah. If you want to put them in a salad and you don't want all that juice. I love cucumbers. Yeah, I do like cucumbers. I love cucumbers. Like pickles. Yes. We make quick pickles. Mm. I cannot wait for summertime because right? I eat so many vegetables and my partner pretty much doesn't care for vegetables at all. So, Well, more for you. Yeah. Emma's on the phone. Hello, Emma. Emma, what is your favorite Hi. vegetable? Hi. I love broccoli. Put that on the menu. Broccoli and carrots. Delicious. Mm. All right, you. broccoli Thank and you. carrots on the menu. Thank you for your call, Emma. Um, it's now an awkward time for me to say I think car- I don't like carrots either. Um, I will say carrots are underappreciated. Uh, have you ever just roasted carrots? I do. I do. You know what? Listen, I do. I like a roasted carrot yeah. from time to time. Yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. My family is not excited about that, mm. which is rude. I, what I will say is here's something I despise. Hmm. And I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. I'm going to get a lot of emails. Hmm. Baby carrots. Oh, they're dumb. A bag of slimy baby carrots. That's throw that dumb. in the trash. Yeah, I mean, that's get me dumb. some real carrots. Mm-hmm. You don't got to spend two days. I don't peel carrots. Mm-hmm. I wash them out under the faucet, and then I cut them up. Mm-hmm. You get all that fiber, it's all, all the vitamins. By the way, you are listening to a man who eats the entire <laughs> peanut shell it's and true. all. It's true. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have to do another episode of Gooper Scoopers because <laughs> Gwyneth is still a thing. We'll get the Gooper Scoopers together after this to scoop some goop on My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. We call ourselves the Gooper Scoopers. Here come the Gooper Scoopers. They are gonna find you stuff that's dumb on Goopa, 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 Goopa. That's just what they do. Goopa, 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 Goopa. There's always stupid stuff on Goop. Hi. Hey. Um, Gwyneth is doing stuff again and we need to talk about it okay so i saw this headline and whenever i see like Gwyneth in a headline over at the daily mail i'm like oh this is not going to be good nothing good is going to come from this now gwyneth paltrow consciously uncouples from the english language paltrow sells intuitive fasting book on goop website that urges people to eat what feels right hmm what So I was like, what is this all about? Well, guess who wrote a new book? Dr. Will Cole. Mm. Does that name sound familiar? It certainly does. He was the co-host of the Goop for Men podcast that we um, talked about at one point on the Colleen and Bradley show. I just want you to know Dr. Will Cole is also the kind of person who likes to set a Google alert on his name because when we talked about it, he got wind of it, and then he uh, went on over to the Instagram and uh, started uh, talking to us and following us and whatnot. Yeah, um, so he wrote a new book, and, you know, I'll let you do the research, um, but this book is called Intuitive Fasting. Now, fasting generally means, like... Not eating. 
not eating, right? And intuitive means like maybe your body's just going to know. And so this is his first book to be published by the Goop Press as part of Goop's publishing partnership Mm. with uh, a division of Penguin Random House. Quote, and this is Gwyneth. Of all the different ways of eating I've tried over the years, from macrobiotic to vegan to I'll spare you the details cleanses, here is what worked for me. Eating intuitively. When I eat what feels right to me, I feel my best. Isn't that just called eating? Yeah. Also, I mean, isn't that just called, like, living? Yeah, like, just... Like, when I just do something, I do it. What? Okay, so his book, actually, if you're trying to figure out, well, I don't understand what any of this means. It features a four-week flexible fasting plan that combines multiple... Okay, I'm sorry. Nope, go on. That combines multiple intermittent fasting protocols and a customized food plan to reduce inflammation and reset the body. Um, Do you want to do the math on this, or should I? Well, I mean, there's all sorts of math to be done, but take a stab. Okay, so intuitive fasting means like your intuition, mm-hmm. right? So, like, follow what, their what simple plan to, for what you want. He's going to give you a plan to tell you what you, what, yeah, you, you for how, example, what? for example, they talk about the 16-8 method of intermittent fasting, which merely involves eating all of your calories in an eight-hour window. Look, you can I Google that, you guys. I know. I don't care how you choose to eat. Whatever plan works best for you, however you've decided your food intake is best served, by all means. Mm-hmm. Because here's something I know based on science. Everybody's different. Mm. But when somebody tells you the secret is this... That means their Pay secret is $29.95 for the privilege of learning the mm-hmm. secret. It's probably crap. Yeah. Or at the very least, it's anecdotal and it's not going to work for everyone. Here's my thing. It's a way. It's not necessarily the way. Um, to your point, Bradley, everybody, everybody is different. Um, but like, but this one is the most in your face ridiculous because the selling point of it is intuitive fasting. If there's anything difficult in these pages, it is Will's request that you be willing to listen to yourself, to your own body, to your intuition. While this might seem simple, it is not easy, at least not at first. But read this book where he tells you how to eat. Yeah. And then, but listen to yourself. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Listen to yourself, but don't, but don't listen to somebody else, but listen to you. But here's somebody else telling you what to listen to yourself. Yeah. So again, it might be an interesting, and I always find things like this to be interesting, like, oh, what's the theory here, right? Like, tell me your theory. Mm-hmm. But what I realize is that when it comes to prescriptive eating, if that's even what you could call it, but just like giving people specific ways to eat their food, for every specific way you tell someone to eat, there is a different way based on a different person. Like, mm-hmm. We are all different combinations of genetics. Mm-hmm. There is no one way that's going to solve all the. And if there was, we'd all be doing it. And listening to yourself is not an actual scientific. Well, oh, hold on. I'm getting Alexis in my ears. Oh, fun. Hi, Alexis. Alexis, we can hear you. We can hear you now. Um, I did just want to say, can you hear me and Alexis at the same time? Yeah. Okay. So I, what I was going to say is that, um, oh, now I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, forget it. It was genius, whatever it was. It was well, we were talking about intermittent fasting and everybody is a different combination of genes and what works for one person isn't necessarily going to oh, work for the Oh, and the idea other. of listening to yourself, you don't have to just like experimenting with listening to yourself and trusting yourself and your you know, your uh, yeah. personal, the way you respond to things, that's not necessarily uh, an eating exercise. It can be, right? I'm not saying it's not. But what I'm saying is, if 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 the job or if the exercise is to start listening to yourself more, you don't need this book. There are thousands of other ways also, that you I just can think that's, tune into who you are and what you need. That's also just fraught. Like, I don't... Mm, like, I could tell myself all sorts oh, of things. listen. Listen to me. I, like, there have been plenty of I'm times like, oh, in my life that I, I've been like, I really need a When people are like, listen to your intuition, there are times when my intuition was like, don't get on the airplane because you're all going to die in a fiery ball. Right. There have also been times, <laughs> if we're going to talk about food, that like my intuition has been like, eat a large cheeseburger every bite. And <laughs> yeah, I don't make, think that's what we're the- talking about. So and I felt good afterwards. Oh, of course. And you know what? You're fine as a result. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if Doctor Will would tell you that that's okay, but if that is okay, and I'm sorry, I'm trying to talk and listen at the same listen time. at the same time. If that was okay, why do you need a book? Yeah, exactly. Because w- that's what we're all already doing. Exactly. In short, don't buy anything from Gwyneth Paltrow. Also, to or Goop Press or Goop Press. Oh my gosh, that's let's just revel in that for one moment. We are going to get a whole host of goopy books coming. Oh yeah, at oh us. for sure. And this is yeah. but the and first. We'll take of many. down every last one of them. All right, when we come back from the inventor of face mask wearing, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots. After this, on my talk one oh seven one. Oh, dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. These are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present 
CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. 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 Like where? Edinburgh. Scotland? I believe so. Uh, okay. I'm gonna, This story is gross. Oh, good. Okay. Fine. So I'm I just like going to start with that. This is a gross story. And you're going to hope that something like this never happens to you. It'll also remind you a little bit of the real world London. Just trust me. Okay. So here's what happened. These two people are walking down the street, James McKenzie and Bethany Ryan. Um, they apparently were strangers. They were not. They did not know each other. But during this walking, uh, as they passed each other, they clashed. I think that means that they ran into each other. Sure. And um, and because they ran into each other, they started to argue. And the woman became aggressive toward the man. Okay. And then the man approached the woman with, quote, a clenched fist. Oh. Now, here's where it gets weird. Okay. Miss Ryan responded to him coming at her with a clenched fist by doing something super bizarre that you are not imagining right now. Okay. He pushed her on the body and began, and I'm sorry, she pushed him on the body and began kissing him. Okay. What? I know. Your face is how I feel as well. And in the kissing him, she bit through his tongue, tongue causing it to become severed. Oh, God, no. I what? told you it was gross. Why are you, what? Okay. But then what happened next will change your life forever. He, uh, not knowing what had happened, uh, that piece of his body came then out of his mouth and a seagull took it away. It's a true story. So he could not have it replaced. And the two of them That's were nasty. seen in court as they not shared real. this whole story. I don't know. His tongue. She bit off his tongue. Mm -hmm. It fell out, and a seagull ate it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what it says. In Mr. McKenzie walked off and spat a part of his tongue out. At which point, the piece of muscle was picked up by a large seagull that made off with the piece of tongue. Is this story? I'm just. I told you it was gross. That is nasty. I told you it was gross. Is this real? I mean, is this a real website you're on? The Edinburgh Evening News? I believe it is. I'm just looking through the stories to make sure this is legit, because that just sounds too good to not be true. I mean, or too bad. Well, that's what I mean. It sounds too fantastical. Uh, Apparently, this is all... This is is the report of the court um, proceedings. Yeah. Solicitor Neil Martin, defending, defending, said the attack by his client... Uh, was a very strange incident in the round. I love I love English in different languages. I mean, it's just English and English, honey. I know, but like we don't say that. It's a very strange incident. Oh, well, that was also a British accent. But they're Scottish. Yeah, a very strange incident in the round. I don't know what that means. 
Um, I think the round is probably just the courtroom. Okay. Anywho. Uh, yeah. She pleaded guilty to assaulting him, pushing him on the so body, kissing bizarre. him and biting off part of his Why tongue. Why would you randomly go up to someone and kiss them and then bite off their but tongue? Do you remember what I said about how this will remind you of the real world London? There was something about... Uh, was there a tongue Neil. biting? So there's the guy, I think his name was Neil, and he was a rock... Sounds vaguely familiar. I tuned artist. in and tuned out of that season. Oh my gosh. He was singing on stage, and one of the fans like got really close to him, and he like leaned down, <laughs> and then they started kissing, and that person oh, bit off yeah. his tongue. This is why you should not Sorry. kiss strangers. I mean, cautionary tale, yeah. yes. Don't kiss strangers. They'll Herpes, bite off your tongue. And they could bite off your tongue. Yeah. Bad things will happen. Kids. I, yeah, I'm not a fan of lips that I am not familiar with. And teeth biting your <sighs> tongue off. Okay, next. Or worse. Ooh. We're not going to tell that story. Uh, that's a story? No, I'm just saying, like, we're not going to tell a story about Got that. It. No, but I am going to tell you another morbid story. So I'm glad you uh, ripped greased, the Band-Aid off. Greased the wheel. Yeah, you greased the wheel of that grizzly tail. Because I want to take you to Albany, New York. That's okay. right here in the United States. And I want to tell you about a guy who's facing some charges. And he's a landlord. He is literally the worst landlord ever. Like, if you could think of, like, what's the, like, rudest dumbest meanest thing that a landlord could do to tenants he didn't like anymore what would you imagine because it won't be this i mean like evict them <laughs> okay are you what I don't know. are you drunk the are best you thing eating could corn do on again short notice uh turn off their heat yeah i mean that would be bad right right he turn didn't off do their that. water sean douglas did not do that 48 year old sean douglas did not turn off the water but he did not like these tenants and he was really frustrated that they were his tenants. Mm-hmm. So do you know what he did? He, he did not bite off their tongues either. Uh, he, he released a pack of wild monkeys in their <laughs> apartment. That would be kind of awesome. I tried. I tried. And Thank terrifying. You. Instead, he kidnapped them by tying them up in the middle of the night with zip ties and tape, placing pillowcases over their heads driving them at gunpoint to a cemetery and dumping them in the snow, leaving them for dead. Okay, I'm sorry. I I was waiting for, like, you know, something kind of bad, but that's, like, like he was trying to murder them. Yeah. yeah he so wanted like, to... He got murdery. He got real murdery. Again, 48-year-old Shaw Douglas, armed with a firearm, zip-tied, duct-taped... With pillowcases over their head. No, thank you. Dumped them into the back of a pickup truck with accomplices, took them to a hotel, and then on to a cemetery in the snow where he dumped them and left them for dead. How did they get found? I don't know. How scary would that be? But the good news is he didn't kill them, although when they wanted to, when they asked why. He did these things. It's because he wasn't able to evict the tenants because COVID-19 restrictions didn't allow him to evict his tenants. So he, he decided to go ahead and try to kill them, to kill them, but didn't kill them. Thank God. I hope he's locked up. No, they set him free. No yes, way. He is in jail. Ugh. 
Would you like a less gruesome story? Yeah, well, I mean, we've done all the hits so far in the yeah. first two stories. What do you got for this um, one? This one is just this. This one is uh, we'll revisit this uh, the a kind of story we've heard before in Crazy Stupid Idiots. Um, we're going to Florida. We're going to Collier County, Florida, where we're going to meet Lucrezia Gentile and Vito Gentile. They are seventy-one and seventy-six. Uh, years of age, okay. respectively. Okay. Um, they are part-time Florida residents. They are from Brooklyn, New York. Okay. And they were arrested on Thursday. Oh, Why? No. Here's what had happened. They were doing the shopping at the local Costco. And uh, witnesses say that they saw Vito fold a halibut package <laughs> in half and um. place it into Lucretia's purse... Oh, um, he was stealing some habilet. He also did similar to crab legs and clams. He put what? them in Lucretia's purse. Oh my God, so Lucretia had a big, fat, pat, padded purse. But it wasn't big enough to contain all of the things that they were trying to uh, make off with. Okay. Because uh, lastly, when he could not fit it in Lucretia's purse, Vito uh, placed lamb down his pants. Oh, a rack of lamb? A rack of in lamb. In his panties? In his panties. And uh, they walked through the Costco with frozen... I mean, can you imagine how okay. uncomfortable that so is? So I've seen the, the Costco rack of lamb, and I could see where you'd think that you could do that. My only problem is, because it's not huge, right? Like a rack of lamb is kind of small, because mm-hmm. it's a lamb. Yep. Um, but um, who wants a cold rack of lamb in their crotch? That's the thing. And also, how did he not think people would see that? Well, that's the other thing. I mean, like, you don't... Here's the deal. When I'm shopping, I might not notice a lot of things, right? Like, if somebody's picking their nose, I probably don't notice. Yeah. Um, Although you'd probably notice now because of masks. True, true. But if somebody's literally shoving frozen meat products in their pants... That's like, oh, let me put this pork loin away without anyone seeing it. I'm going to probably notice that. I I might not even... I might not have noticed... The halibut, the clams, and the crabs in his wife's purse. But I would definitely notice somebody shoving a rack of lamb in their pants. And I just think if you're looking around suspiciously before shoving something down your pants or in a purse, you are attracting attention to yourself. Right. right. Also, I don't know that refrigerated or frozen or actually heated prod- products are what you want to be putting close to your bits. Yeah. See what no, I'm saying? I, I don't want to put anything cold in my crotch. I feel like that's like a dry goods thing. Like you Oh, do you're that- only putting stolen dry goods in your <laughs> pants? I'm just saying, this is crazy, stupid idiot advice. I also just think Something like... more room temperature. I, I don't know. Maybe it's their age and they just didn't assume. But I would assume that, A, there are 50 cameras on me. B, there are secret shoppers. Mm-hmm. C, there's some kind of metal tag on this rack of lamb that's going to set off the beep boop boop mm-hmm. beeper. Yeah, and if it uh, were COVID time, leave. you'd have Gladys there trying to get you to sample some stuff. Right? She'd notice. Thank God, that's Actually, one. probably not, because she's just reciting her thing. What? You know, I was saying like it, the sample person would notice, but then I realized no, because those sample people. Oh no, so there's there's a lady job, from but... the Costco who used to just be like, um, you know, pick up some dumb thing that they sell that they would sample, like uh, the brownie bites. So it'd be like Bob Evans brownie bites are real good, rich and chewy, yum yum. Come get them. 
Bob Evans brownie bites are rich and chewy. Come like, get them, yum yum. Literally, the whole says place the could same be same thing. The whole place could be on fire. Yeah, around her, and she is nothing will deter her. She's like yeah. the USPS. Bob, like they'll literally be no rain, one in the aisle. Sleet, dark of and night. She's talking, and I'm like, but honey, <laughs> nobody's in the aisle. You can take a breather. No. Just kick back. I would be the sample person that would just be like, hey, I, you want four? Go for it. Yeah, I don't whatever. care. Are you here for dinner? Cool. Yeah. I mean. I'll just make one for you. Yeah, just eat the whole thing. <sighs> you want to um, watch the little toaster oven? I'm going to go have a smoke break. Uh, the couple. Don't smoke, kids. Conti- thank you. Continue to walk through the Costco. And then they paid for several items and left. Um, but but th- So they actually went through. Yeah. The checkout with a rack of lamb yeah. in his pants. Yeah, but I'm guessing, you know, I'm guessing where they got caught was at that last checkpoint as you walk where out they, of Costco where, where they, they pretend your... to swipe your. Yeah. Which, can we talk about that real quick? Oh, also. How do they do that so quickly? Do you know that that's. Did we talk about this? No. That's not for us. You know, Is they don't check the receipt for us, like, meaning they don't think we're stealing things. They're checking to make sure they're supposed to be checking to make sure that the the person who rang us up didn't miss anything. Oh, somebody explained that to me once. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I was told. But it's still interesting because I don't know how they do it. So because when I go to, I don't know about I don't you, know. I think it would take like twenty five minutes. I, to I would not be a good check. person for that job because I would be like. um I don't see the six-pound bag of jerky. Because we're the rule followers. Like, we'd be, like, thumbing through every single thing. So can you point out where the salami is? Because I'm not seeing that, and I can't let you go. Actually, I think, honey, what you would say is show me your salami. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) I'm going to need you to show me your meat products. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, you know what? I wanted to share a little good news with you today. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen with all of Alex Trebek's suits from Jeopardy. After this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I just thought we should end our hump day show with a little good news. Um, You know, because sometimes we just get real negative about things like... Yeah, you hate George Clooney. I mean, and corn. Okay, now I don't hate George Clooney. You, sir, think that all TV sh- or uh, game shows are rigged. I just said it's possible. No. Oh, okay. Wait. Now we're having revisionist history. Oh well, physician, heal thyself. Okay, fine. Listen, we're going the wrong direction. I was going to say, aren't we supposed to be giving people some uplifting? <laughs> I wanted to go. To hey, a Rob, you just stay place. quiet over there. <laughs> Okay, so here's the story. This is how it goes. It's real. Um, It's real. (laughs) It's real. So I actually hadn't wondered about this, but then when I found out about it, I thought, this is so wonderful. Um, If you have, though, wondered what happened to all of Alex Trebek's suits from the set of Jeopardy, Mm -hmm. and by the way, his suits from Jeopardy, I would like to hear your thoughts on this math. 14 suits, 58 dress shirts, and 300 neckties. Can you believe only 14 suits? Well, you know, as I think about that, as I look at the numbers, it kind of makes sense in a way because you can really use your suit as sort of the, you know, jumping off point, and Mm -hmm. then you can mix and match the shirts and ties, right? Right. So 14 suits, 58 dress shirts, 300 neckties, and also some other items of clothing that once belonged to Alex Trebek 
have been donated by the show Jeopardy and the Trebek family to an organization called the Doe Fund. And the Doe Fund is an organization that provides paid work, housing, vocational training, continuing education, and comprehensive social services to underserved Americans with histories of addiction, homelessness, and incarceration. And I absolutely love that they found something awesome to do and useful to do with his suits and his ties and his dress shirts and other um, accessories that they had on the set of Jeopardy. I just thought it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, And I also just think it's such a testament to um, who Alex Trebek was. He really did believe in doing good, doing the best you could to do good all the time. And um, yeah, I don't think Jeopardy was fake. Okay. Are you just saying that because we're in a happy place? No, I mean, I don't have any reason to like you. Jeopardy I, don't is premised, Je- I don't know how you could Jeopardy is not Jeopardy. premised on chance, right? No. Like the Wheel of Fortune is pure chance. Yeah. Um which it's not really. No, this but, okay, stop it. But Jeopardy is based on the mind. That's the beautiful thing about Jeopardy right. is it, you know. And you can't rig the mind. No. Well, no, you can't. You, you really either can't. have it or you don't. It's true. Um I, let me quickly give you the inventory of all the things that were donated. Uh 58 dress shirts, 14 suits, 300 neckties, which I told you. 25 polo shirts, 14 sweaters, 9 sports coats, 9 pairs of dress shoes, 15 belts, 2 parkas and 3 pairs of dress slacks. Isn't that like I just I just think that's so wonderful um, that uh, his yeah, memory will I mean, go he could have made like they his estate could have made a ton of money sort of auctioning off all that stuff because no doubt there is a collection market for you know Alex Trebek's memorabilia yeah so you know to provide it to people who can actually benefit from it versus just making money off it it's pretty sweet isn't that neat yeah um have you have you seen like the latest Jeopardy news by the way this is you know me. I love me some Jeopardy. Yeah, I am. I, I will uh, admit I am not a current Jeopardy watcher. Oh. I've seen something about they the people want some guy to replace him. Okay, so here's this is that that was the story I was going to bring up. So Ken Jennings, who was like the all time winningest champion, was hosting for a time and he did a yeah. great job. Um, but he finished up his six week stint and um, and the executive producer, a guy by the name of Mike Richards. He stepped in on Monday, uh, and there was a reason why. He said, I'm hosting today and for the next two weeks to keep the greatest quiz show in the world going. We have some amazing guest hosts coming that I can't wait for you to see. But with the COVID outbreak here in L.A., folks were understandably a little reticent to shoot. So as the producer, my job is to quite literally live the mantra, the show must go on. So let's do what Alex did 8,244 times. Let's play Jeopardy and prove that nothing can stop this show. And apparently he did such a good job and I am like kicking myself because I didn't watch. I haven't watched this week. Yeah. But don't worry about it. My DVR say, has I'm caught it. I'm pretty sure your DVR will have it. And I'm going to go back and watch it because this guy, apparently people were like, all right, stop the search. He crushed it. That's awesome. And you got to think for somebody who watched Alex Trebek do it so closely for so long. Well, and he, that's he a, would know the job. Right. Like, that's yeah. why I think. Um, Ken Jennings did such a wonderful job at it is because he sat front and center and was at the foot of the master for a period of time while he was on the show. So he kind of knew 
um, what Alex Trebek did to me. It, it's hard because the game show is such a great game show. Yeah, but the, but and I'm sure Alex Trebek would agree with this. The game show is the game. Right. And, you know, he was always a very humble person. And, of course, he will be terribly missed. And he was an, a fixture in the, you know, pop culture landscape of our, you know, age, mm-hmm. to be sure. So mm-hmm. I'm not underselling the importance of Alex Trebek. But at the end of the day, you need somebody who understands the game. And if they do, ultimately, the game is what people are going to continue to show up for. Right. 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 And I will show up for this game. But I am curious. I I will go back and watch um, this week's to see how this guy did, because everybody's loving him. Um, Yeah. So there you go. What's your favorite game show, Bradley? Oh, my favorite game show. What's your favorite rigged one? Hmm. Uh, I don't think they're all rigged. I told you. I would have to save Jeopardy, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It just is a good darn game It's just a good... It's the only game that I feel like I can play and have any sort of success at. Because, again, like, Wheel of Fortune, like... I mean, you can guess the puzzles, but I always feel like some of those puzzles now are so arbitrary. Oh, they're very bizarre. You know, like, the weird combos of things. And that's, again, just more like... Like, what's the chance your brain can connect those dots quickly? And for me, it's zero. Yeah. But I will say, if you're going to play the home game of Jeopardy with me, you better answer in the form of a question. Like, uh... You get, like, angry at people? Who are Lori and Julia? Up next? Exactly. What is up next, Alex? Thank you. We'll be back tomorrow. Who is up next? Whatever. On the Colleen and Bradley Show. Thanks for hanging with us today. Stay safe out there, everybody. Bye! Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone.